Hello again, everybody. This is James Reese from the Cerebral Fit Podcast, and this episode is the Bullies and Anxiety episode, and, you know, it was recorded a few days ago, you know, and I'm just going to give you forewarning, it does contain some foul language, or regular language if you're, you know, someone like me. Uh, it's not the most polished episode, I was really on the fence about putting this one out there, I suppose, I guess, just because the would-be perfectionist in me is like, no, it's not good enough, but... You know, you just got to throw it out there, and it's not really that much structured. It's just, you know, we all have those talks to ourselves or talks with our friends, and that's just kind of what, what what it was, you know, just me thinking out loud, and, you know, that's all much I can say about it, so uh, tune in, and, well, we'll see what you think, but here it is. You know, I really don't know if this is even going to make air. And I think I've said that plenty of times before with some of these episodes, especially with this one. Now this, I'm just going to pretty much consider the experiment episode. Even though I think the No BS Needed episode that I did a few weeks ago may have been the true, I guess, um, experimental episode. But I think this one is really going to take the cake. And... um, by far, I already consider it to be the most important episode that I've done. Considering just the subject matter and how much it means to me. And I mean, you know, I'll let that, <laughs> you know, it's not quite 5 o'clock yet, but, you know, I don't have nothing else to do today, so I might as well, right? But... This is definitely an episode you probably don't want to listen to, um, have with the kids around in terms of you got a loud Bluetooth speaker or anybody that might be faint of the heart in terms of subject matter, language, and I don't know, whatever the fuck else. (laughs) You know, and this isn't going to be essentially where I just, you know, gives me an excuse to drop F-bombs. This is essentially going to focus on the cerebral aspect of my podcast and, you know, that word is such a... Well, it's one of my favorite words, but there's so much more to that word for me personally. You know, we all... You know, there Bullies, mental illness, you know, friendship, stuff like that. You know, I think they all... They're all much a part of the mind and just how we d- operate daily. And of course... You know, for me, yours truly, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of different, especially in my hometown of Hobbs, and I think this is what set it off, was the past few weeks, I've actually been keeping in contact and just seeing, you know, via social media of what's going on over there, and, you know, needless to say, it's pretty fucked up, you know, um, it's really fucked up, and so that's what pissed me off about it. Not saying that stuff like that hasn't pissed me off before, whether it's in Hobbs, New Mexico, Dallas, Texas, Seattle, Washington, wherever. It, it's pretty fucked up. And, you know, I don't have any children, first and foremost. I don't. I'm not married. I don't have children. I don't have any nieces or nephews. But I do have, you know, I can still give a fuck. Especially about the youth, the, the youth of today. You know, because I've been there. You know, it doesn't feel like yesterday, you know, that, you know, I was 13, 14 years old watching professional wrestling in my house or, you know, just hanging out with my friends, going to Highland Junior High, you know, doing all that. 
<laughs> it you know that's the funny thing about time is just how much how, how so close it felt to being to yesterday when in fact yesterday was years ago and you know those weren't some good times for me from you know moments I say I don't want to you know when I say that I don't want to kind of brush over all those years and say well oh, I was miserable no I wasn't miserable most of the time but like all of us and, and, and I really stress all of us we all and, and let's just be clear about this but we have both We've all, I say both, but, you know, we bo we've been both the bully and the bullied, whether we realize it or not. And that's something that, especially, you know, when you really look at a lot of social media posts and just even just, you know, stuff outside social media that we really need to consider. I think sometimes we, we tend to, we'd like to think when we're on a crusade that we're we've never been on that other side that we've never been the bully that we've we've never been put in that position but we probably have you know and for me personally you know when i heard a lot of that crap going on over in hobbs with um you know the the soccer team baseball team whatever the fuck it was you know the gist of it is, is that when I heard that, I was just, what the fuck? You know, what, who the hell taught them that? That was my, I guess, question that kind of came into my mind was, who the fuck, just, who told them that was okay? Who, you know, where the hell? And I'm pretty sure that's a common question that we all ask ourselves when we see this shit, but like, I guess it, when it hits close to home like that, and we've all had those instances where it does hit close to home, you know, that was one of the things that when I was talking to my folks about this last week, that it just really is like, where, where are they getting this from? Who the hell is teaching that? And that's something that, you know, as a 34-year-old, you know, especially now that, this, you know, the, a lot of my friends that I have are married, have children. You know, it was interesting to see from their perspective of how how do they explain to their children what was what is going on, you know, and it's so just, you know, hazing and bullying. Yeah, you know, I've been bullied a lot growing up. I wasn't exactly, and for those that you know see me on social media, I've posted you know pictures of myself that you know, the when I was um, as my sister Nicole, you know pretty infamous, you know, put it, was, uh, I looked, if you ever, if you're familiar with the show Boy Meets World, it's from the 90s, there's a character on there by the name of Minkus who's real smart, kind of nerdy, has these real thick glasses, just, you know, the prototypical, stereotypical nerd, and that's what I looked like, minus, I didn't dress that bad, but that's what I looked like, now I didn't, I, I want to think that I didn't act like a pretentious dick, and was like a know-it-all, considering that I was extremely shy even in elementary school and just kind of minded my own business did my work and all that but that's what I look like and so of course you know when you go to a place like Will Rogers Elementary School which is one of the more quote-unquote rougher ghetto schools at the time I'm not too sure about now but you you know I was certainly a target for those who were much bigger than me that definitely didn't like the fact that I knew I didn't know all the answers but I knew most of them you know and I was a target. So, you know, from time to time, I'd encounter a bully, get thrown up against the wall, 
you know, if we're playing football or sports. And I was really skinny, you know, back then. And so I'd get, man, I'd get massacred, you know. It's, I was such an easy target, especially when you're trying to play touch football. And I did my, quote, you know, air quotation marks there. But, like, it's easy for someone, one of the bigger kids, to just, all right, well, here comes Matthew. Which, I say Matthew, and that's a good thing. When I was a child, that was what I went by, Matthew. That's my middle name. And so, you know, when they saw, there's Matthew, let's get him, bam, I'd get waylaid. But the thing with me, you know, especially when I was dealing with those bullies, is I didn't, and unfortunately, this is something that, that I, I really want to express to, if I do have any younger listeners, or, you know what, fucking anybody in general, if anybody's fucking with you, in that aspect, bullying you, fucking tell somebody. Tell anybody. Tell someone that it has a just a good set of ears or whatever. Because you'd be surprised who might react to that. It might actually help you out. Whether it's just listening to you, maybe you know, hearing your story out and telling the right people. But that was something that I benefited from, you know, and I much credit to my folks, but, you know, I told them a lot of the times of what was going down, and, yeah, there were moments and some occasions where they go to, they went to the principal, talked to him, the teacher, some shit got said, and done, you know, I remember one kid, second grade, kind of just, he was a third grader, fourth grader, he kept giving me hell, you know, I told them, I you know, what happened, she went and talked to him, took care of it. For the most part. She even confronted the little bastard. You know? She was like, come here. And the kid turned around and said, I was picking on him. And I'm like, you're a third grader. You're much bigger than me. I'm like half a foot taller and I look like Minkus. I'm picking on you? You know? It's so preposterous. It really is that some of the excuses you'll hear when you, when you confront, when, you know, when the bully gets confronted and then the excuse is, oh, well, I was bullied. You know, whatever. And for the record, this is not going to be a very structured episode. I don't even have any notes. I'm actually taking my shoes off right now because I'm getting real comfortable with this. I want this to be, it's exactly how, it's. this is going to be the, you know, the raw episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. You're going to have the cerebral aspect, which is visceral, raw, you know. Then you're going to have the other episode where it's a bit more contained. You know, it talks about fitness, my other, you know. And, then, and trust me, this is all going to make sense some way, somehow at least in my head, but, you know, don't expect a narrative that's going to be completely, you know, straight and, you know, straight and narrow, whatever saying it uses. Man, it's hot in here. Whew. But going back to the story, though, you know, that was one of the first, you know, times I can really remember that. And then as I got older, about second, third, fourth grade, that's when... I started to fight back and I really got to attribute this to various things my parents being included because my parents the way that my mom is my parents first and foremost are a couple of country folks and they don't take shit they didn't take shit growing up in Artesia New Mexico as a teenager as a child or anything like that they didn't take shit and so you know they essentially told us, me and my two sisters, to, to do the same thing. Don't take any shit. And we didn't. You know, and so when I was outside school, and I almost had like a double, a double life back then, but, 
you know, when I was outside the confines of elementary school, it was fair game. Whenever I met a bully in the neighborhood, there wasn't going to tell my mom. And a mom, if you're listening, then, well, I think we've already talked about this, but, like, there was no going to tell mom or dad. I handled it on my own. And if you're not a pugilist and you don't like it, then I'm sorry. Well, I'm not going to be sorry about it. But, that, but I, you know, more often than not, I got into a lot of fights in my neighborhood. And because I didn't like being bullied. I fought back. Literally. And I wasn't a, you know, you know, I dabbled in martial arts a little bit as a nine-year-old. But for the most part, I was a dirty fighter. Because that's what... You know, you can only take so much shit, especially as a child, and, and this is just my own narrative that I'm trying, and hopefully, and there is a point to this, I promise, but I wasn't going to be, a, I didn't want to be a victim, I wasn't, I don't want to be that kid in, like, in that show that's getting pushed around, you know, and I don't want to be that, I want to be more, I want to just, I, you know, I read a lot of comic books and professional wrestling, of course, you know, I did an episode on that, it's in the archives, but I wanted to be like the comic book heroes that I read about, like Peter Parker, Spider-Man, you know, professional wrestling. You get, you have a villain. They're trying to hurt you. What do you do back? You fight back. You solve the problem. And I did. Got into a lot of fights. Only got my ass kicked once by Josh Autry, who's actually one of my best friends to this day. And the only person on the planet who's kicked my ass. Granted, we were 9, 10 years old. But still, it counts. <laughs> Shout out to Josh Autry. But that's the thing, is that I, I just, I had it ingrained in me not to take shit and don't be a victim. And it's an easier said than done, kind of that goes into that category, I suppose. But at least in my own personal narrative, that's what I had to do. I had to fight back. I had no other choice. I didn't want to be a victim. And so as I got older, you know... I actually made a good uh, group of friends in junior high. I left Will Rogers Elementary School, and I didn't know anybody. I was I went to essentially, you know, and I know this may not, and, and I don't want to play that political correct shit or whatever. But I went I went from a ghetto Hispanic dominated school to a essentially my junior high, which was very uh, it was very white and. That was a very that was very different for me, even in a, in a small town like Hobbs, New Mexico, which is at the time was about uh, 30,000, 35,000 around that mark. So going to a school like that was such a it was a rude awakening, honestly. And it's not that I didn't have many. I didn't have much, you know, that I look back at it now. I didn't have too much interactions with a lot of white children growing up, per se. Like a lot, a lot, a lot. So going in to junior high when you're going through puberty, that was such an interesting mix. And so the way I looked at times did garner the wrath of bullies for the most part. But see, there was a difference this time in that, you know, I had some friends. I was making friends who ended up being my lifelong friends. And so I didn't feel alone anymore, you know, when 
in junior in elementary school, it's not that I didn't have friends. Mm, well, I didn't have the type of friends that I would in junior high, which I would I didn't feel alone. I didn't walk alone. Big difference. And so that was something that you know that I look back on it now, and I have been thinking about this like that really kept for the most part a lot of that shit away. Now, I did have an instance in the ninth grade when individual by the name of uh, and I don't give a fuck but uh, Chris Earhart wanted to talk some shit to me and to this day it still bothers me we were sitting in history class and I just turned around because I heard something I thought buddy of mine was saying something and this this kid hey fucking and, and, and you know if you get offended by it get offended by it this, but I'm going to say what he called me you know I was like, hey you fucking faggot what are you looking at me you know he called me that and I, I had never spoken to this kid once in my, even in the class. I knew of his reputation. But the fact that he was signaling me out and calling me out, I was like, I was in shock. I was in complete shock. And I didn't really know what to say. It wasn't that I was scared, I just was, I was in shock. But <laughs> uh, my buddy and my current roommate, Terrence Spain, turned around and said, hey, shut up and then bam you know that that was cool you know that's you know he's my current roommate and you know one of my best friends and that's why you know he stood up for me and he eventually i mean those two actually got into a fight but even even when that was going down i felt so awful because i felt like i should have been fighting him and you know i guess now if i had the time machine the magical time machine that could have should have would a game i would have gone back and i would have fought him you know but even in junior high, even my friends, I still ran into it. But the effect, but its effect on me wasn't as bad, I suppose. You know, I was still full of angst and whatnot. But that's actually when my anxiety, when I, uh, eighth grade really, is when I started to really have my first bouts with anxiety and depression. Now, I guess, now this episode, I'm already 17 minutes into it. It's already gone by quick, but, I mean, you know, when you are... In, you know, in this kind of like environment or in the situation when you are bullied when you do feel anxiety you're gonna run into a lot of, a lot of this stuff correlates and you know you now not everyone we all got our own different stories but you know I, I, I still clung to what was my were my escapes from all that you know comic books wrestling my friends and now that's actually when my friends really became you know just part of my escape and so high school comes around of course which you know the stakes are even higher at least that's what we tell ourselves and I mean my, my band of friends grew even more the bullying for the most part came and went but you know I actually started to work out a bit so and I got a little taller I lost the glasses so I wasn't as much of a target I still kept to myself though. But the one thing that I did that, that didn't give a shit about what I looked like or you know how much weight I was lifting was anxiety, depression. And that really, especially that 11th grade year, that and into my senior year, it really, that was so crippling. And you, damn, it's kinda, <laughs> having that moment where you go back to that feeling that way um 
it sucks. You know, you feel you feel alone. You feel that you know because each of us we all live in our own little individual worlds, and so we do feel alone. It's visceral. It's natural to feel that way. When in fact I wasn't. I still had a roof over my head. I still had, you know, family, friends, all that. I was rich in that aspect. However, you know, the way that mental, you know, illness works, especially anxiety and depression, is it makes you feel the complete opposite, at least in my case. You know, it, it didn't make me feel rich. It didn't make me feel that there was no one else that was going through this. And, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, there was a lot of people that I knew, family and friends, that were going through the same thing I was. And so, and maybe in some ways, we just didn't realize it, but that's one of the reasons why we stuck together. Is that we had our own battles that we were, own, we were dealing with, each and every single one of us. And as my good friend Raul Rojas said, we, we were kind of like, you know, in the old... Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer show from the 60s, 70s, remember that? There was the Island of Misfit Toys. And he used that analogy one time with us that I, I still think is perfect, is that we were all kind of like the Misfit Toys. You know, we, we were all different. We had, you know, similarities at that, but we were still very much different. We looked different. We acted different, but, we, but the one thing that united us, I say one thing, there's many things that united us. It was just... Our, just our ability just to, to be us, you know? And, you know, when I ran around with a group of friends like that, we, and you know, that's, that will, you know, when I heard about the incident in Hobbs, you know, that's what was so mind-boggling to me. It's like, not once did me and my friends ever think about doing anything that horrendous. You know, we, were, we just weren't that way. And so that's what, even for a psych major like myself, someone who's got some mileage, it still does boggle my mind when I hear shit about that. Because what would possess, you know, people to do something that to another individual to hold them down? And, you know, I know that I've, I've shed my light on that answers what answers and try to make sense of it, but there's just, I don't know. <laughs> That's probably the best thing we could tell ourselves is we don't know. And that was the good thing in high school for me at least going back to my group of friends is that we we whenever one of us did have a problem for the most part we would try and rally behind that person if we knew it and sometimes i did i knew that i tried to hide my depression i tried to hide my anxiety as best as i could because i still was under that you know that i was doing a disservice to myself to thinking i was that i was alone but i wasn't and you know <laughs> man i'm glad they were there Oof. This is getting the feels now. But as time progresses and life progresses, you, you tend to cope better, at least in my case. I coped better. Um, I actually did seek some help, professional help. I, I saw um, a psychologist, a psychi I think it was a psychologist, for a short time. You know, I was dealing with, of course, you know, when you're going through a lot of crap like that. Anger is one of the easiest ways to to express yourself and to, to, to voice your displeasure with yourself in life and all that. So I was having some anger issues, and I went and I saw a professional about it, and it actually helped a lot. Um, got me into writing, you know, journaling. And um, to this day, I still do it. 
not as much as I used to. You know, I did it every day starting off, but um, shoot, <laughs> man, the memories are flooding back, folks. <laughs> flooding. Back. I'm gonna mess with the microphone here a bit. Ah, uh, and you know when you. And I guess as I say this, and I hope that, you know, I, I found a way to get through it, found it. I say a way, ways, plural, of, of dealing with it. And I still do, you know. I actually, you know, and we'll, we'll get a little bit more real here, but a few months ago, I actually was dealing with some really bad shit. Um, really bad shit. I guess it brought back a lot of bad memories. I was going off to, and I think I may have actually maybe glossed over it a bit, but uh, there's this little joint around here I like to go to called by the, by the name of Nick's. It's a little, you know, sports bar, whatever. I like to go there. Good service, good food, everything. And there was this one individual that was giving me shit. He just kept giving me that evil look. And I know on my Snapchat, I may, I may have alluded to it in the story, but he did not like me. Gave me this real go fuck yourself look. Okay. I mean, I've gotten that before from many people, but, you know, this bald-headed fellow wearing an American fight t-shirt, you know, go figure. Trying to act all hard on me. Whatever. Okay, and I crossed paths with him again a few weeks later. But this time he wasn't alone. And I was by myself. And so... I'm walking by to back to the restroom, take care of business, whatever. And I'm going back from my table. <clears throat> and he yells out, Hey, James! How's it going? He's, you know, having a laugh with him and his buddies. So I, you know, kind of look at him. Yeah, it's going good, man, giving him that peculiar look. And I walk away. And then I, that's when it hit me. I recognized him and who he was. And I just, man, I got out of there. Called my waitress, closed my tab, and I got out. And it... <clears throat> I don't know, you know, was I afraid? Not of them. I just... For that one, like, moment, it took me back. I say one moment, but... that When that happened, it really made me feel back to how I felt as a child getting picked on. By groups of people, you know... And that type of thing. And that fucked me up. I'm not going to lie. I didn't sleep much that night because I was just so angry at myself and angry at them. That, what the fuck? Why? Why? I'm 33 years old. Why the fuck am I going to have these guys try and do that? You know, it's like, what the fuck? I don't even know them. Surely, I, I mean, man. And it fucked me up for a few days. It really, I was just so filled with so much anger. So, like, my depression kind of hit me back. For a few days, I was in a pretty bad valley. And, uh, you know, what was scary about that was just not, you know, I didn't want to hurt myself. I wanted to hurt them. And I know I can. I could have. It just, those moments now as, a, as an adult, 
you know, and that's something that I guess I, I, I didn't hurt them. I haven't seen him since. In fact, if I did probably see him again, then whatever. I, I know I'd handle it. You know, it would pretty much be me saying, listen, asshole, if you do have a problem with me, I highly suggest you solve it right now. And that's open to interpretation. Now, he could, you know, want to go and do some fisticuffs, fine. I'm ready for that. <clears throat> Been ready for years. Or, he can even simply just have a beer with me and we'll talk it out. I'm fine with that too. But, even at 33 years old, people, you can still encounter jackasses like that. Of course, he only did it for the most part because he had his little buddies there. And that's fine. You know, that shows more of what their character is and all that, but... I knew but what really got me out of it was the fact that it wasn't, it's not a forever thing. And that's something, if I have any young listeners, or anybody for that general listening... If you're getting bullied in junior high, elementary, high school, I promise you it's not forever. It's bullshit. It, it's, it's fleeting. It's going to feel like you're going to be bullied for the rest of your life, but I guarantee you, you won't. Somewhere in your life, there's going to be answers to just that you can in, in refuge, whether it's your family, your friends, a stranger, anything. You have escapes. Seek those out. But at that same time, I don't want you to be a victim. Don't be a victim. Fight. Fight back. And, you know, it's such a... Man. <laughs> Pause there. Yeah. Thinking about that. You know, I, you got to fight back. You gotta fight back against your anxiety of being picked on. You gotta fight back against whoever's doing it. And fighting back, it may if you're someone that doesn't want to, you know, go to fisticuffs, then fine, don't do it. Fight back in a different way. Intelligence. You know, there's an answer there, but the answer, one of those answers though, when I said you may, you know, you know, fisticuffs, but don't, but don't take it out on others. That's one of the most disheartening things about school shootings and, you know, individuals like that is that the person, you know, don't go in and take innocent people down with you. Don't lash out at innocent people because they didn't do anything. I'm pretty certain that, you know, the person that's sitting across from you that you don't talk to has nothing to do with what's, you know, with the fact that you're being picked on. Don't take it out on them. Smile. It's like Dwayne Johnson says, you know, one of the easiest things in the world to be is a nice person. You'd be amazed that at times whenever I'm feeling like a fucking shithead, just down and out, I mean, I still get those moments. And then someone's just randomly nice to me, that helps. Helps a lot. And even at that, when that happens, that encourages me at that point in time to go and just smile back at someone, a random stranger. You'd be amazed at what that can do. You know? But there's a lot of, you know... It? Dang. <laughs> a lot of pauses here, folks. This is this is really getting... This is me right here. Unfiltered. But 
don't let it overcome you. Don't let these bullies, don't let your anxiety overcome you. Don't let it dictate your life. It's a, it's a work in progress. Each of us are works in progress. My anxiety, I battle daily. I don't have to worry about bullies that much anymore with the exception of those assholes from a few months ago that just caught me at a real bad time. But don't let it take you. Don't let it consume you. If anything, fight back against it. And if anything else, and if you can, and you, and it's certainly in you, use it. Harness it. Turn it into something else. As much as a cliche as that sounds, it's the it's 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 possible. I can't say it's the truth, but it's possible. You know, and am I gonna encounter more bullies in life? Yeah. Here and there. Am I ready for it? I'd like to think I am. Am I gonna still deal with anxiety for the rest of my life? Yeah. Am I gonna be ready for it? I'd like to think I would be. It comes in waves, everybody. Do what you can. Fight back against it. Don't let it consume you. You know, you have to you have to fight back. Don't don't go to the ultimate alternative. Don't you know just fight back. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I had a real interesting conversation earlier today. I have a peer, and I won't divulge much into his identity or anything like that, but, you know, it was about anxiety and just his own kind of, uh, his issues with it, and one of the things that I told him was, um, you know, I could tell, and I really could tell, I wasn't bullshitting him, I can tell, and a lot of people that do suffer from anxiety and depression and all that, I can just, I can feel it, I can sense it, it's almost like this really weird radar that I have, and... Maybe they call it empathy. I don't know. Um, you know, I just kept... I wanted to express to him. I was like, man, you're not... Don't think you're alone in this. You're not. And I and I shared a bit of my story with him, too. On how every day, it's, it's a bit of a struggle. Some days were worse than others. Some days not. But to all those out there that do have anxiety, depression, you truly aren't alone. There is more people out there who battle that shit than you think. And, you know, seek people out, talk to people. Sometimes that just help that, what that healthy conversation can do, can, man, as they say, it, does, it, can, it can do wonders. But don't ever think that you're by yourself. You're hearing a guy right now that's, a, that's right there with you. Every fucking day. Every fucking day. And I still find ways and to fight back. You know, I'm in a career right now, everybody, where it sells as an essential part of what I do. It's a way to make a living. I have to throw myself on social media almost daily now, put my face out there. And the introvert in me, the shy kid in there, it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking. It's, it's just such a, it's tough. 
but this is the path I wanted to take. Because along this line, along this narrative that I'm writing daily, at some point or the other, if I can help anybody in terms of just their mental and physical well-being, then it was all worth it. This is why I'm doing this. This is where the cerebral and cerebral fit comes to play. And for those out there, you know, that are listening and you feel like you got some problems, you know, you know who I am. You know how to contact me. Let me know. We'll keep it one on one. Not saying I'm going to be an unpracticed or unlicensed therapist or anything like that, but sometimes you just need a good set of ears and I'll listen to you because we're all going through shit. I don't give a fuck who you are. We're all going through something. If you're not, then you're fucking lying to yourself. Probably. But we're all going through something. Just don't do yourself the, the, the disservice of thinking you are alone because you are not. You know? Don't let the assholes of the world dictate your life. Don't let the motherfuckers of the world ruin your day. Don't give them that fucking pleasure fight back whether that's by escaping into something that you love like painting going to the gym watching football going to a concert escape it fight back because sometimes escaping yeah fight or flight you still live to fight another day you still live in general that's the thing you know so you know that's uh oof this one got me. This one got me. It's all you youngsters out there, really. Don't not. It's high school. It's junior high. It's not forever. I promise you that. It's not forever. If someone is fucking with you. Do not keep it to yourself. Tell someone. Tell your folks. Tell the high school counselor. Tell a teacher. Because there's going to be someone in those in that area, in your vicinity, whether you know it or not, that is going to give a fuck about you and your plight. I guarantee it. Don't let the motherfuckers of the world ruin your life over petty shit. So. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, man. I'm all worked up now. But uh, needless to say, I think that would best conclude this uh, experimental episode you know, folks, just, I guess in conclusion, you know, our tomorrows aren't guaranteed. This is, that, this is true. Just remember to covet your life. Don't be a victim. Fight back. Something fucked up happens to you, tell someone. It's as they said in TSA and Homeland Security, if you see something, say something. If someone messes with you, don't hold back. Tell someone. Because trust me, there is someone out there who is going and willing to listen to you. And with that being said, peace out. I'm done with this one. And that's it, everybody. It was uh, definitely an episode that, well, you know, at times it just got a bit, you know, 
emotionally draining for me and I'm not going to lie about that it just when you revisit certain memories and talk about things that you really don't talk about too much with you know even some of your closest friends and but yeah uh you know for a lot of people out there that you know anxiety it's very it's a very real thing and more of us out there suffer from it than we're willing to admit but that's the thing is that when we start talking about it more with others you know and um you'll we'll begin to find out that you know maybe you know just once again what i was trying to reiterate in the episode is that we're not alone in this battle there's a lot of us so let's start talking to each other let's figure out ways to you know help each other out the best ways we can you know you'd be surprised and amazed of what you know having a conversation with someone else that whether a stranger or someone you're close to what it can lead to you know so please take that into consideration for all those out there that are listening and do have that you know suffer from GAD generalized you know anxiety disorder and so on uh talk to someone and you know a lot of our local communities whether you know they have a lot of uh different types of therapies out there professionals included look into those it's nothing to be ashamed of it's a stigma that needs to be eradicated and we need to you know this is this podcast and me talking hopefully we'll get plant some ideas out there so let's just um you know it's it, it is a cliche saying to say that we're all in it together but you know in this situation we all we all we all are so and um you know for all those youngsters out there if you are listening to this podcast and if you are thank you very much um you know being bullied anxiety that type of stuff it's not it's something you know especially on the bullying part that does not last forever it does not last it comes and goes it's fleeting i mean every now and then you'll run into it maybe when you get into adult like i have but when you're a teenager that's not going to be how your life is dictated so you know keep strong get stronger you know fight back when you have to you know and take the fight to anxiety too you know so but i think that is it you know this is once again the cerebral fit podcast powered by the anchor app you know go ahead and go on to the itunes uh you know on the app store was it uh yeah um (laughs) the apple music store one of the two give me some good ratings I would appreciate it. Uh, also, give my friends over at the Sneaky Bands podcast a listen. They got a few good episodes up here. They uh, talk about, you know, uh, one of the things that they talked about that you know I thought was real, really interesting and cool uh, was Mac Miller. They do an intro uh, talking about their feelings about Mac Miller. I'll admit I really didn't talk, um, know anything about Mac Miller. I didn't listen to any of his music. I have since then, and I thought, well, you know, it, it's some pretty good stuff. Um, he unfortunately did pass away recently. Um, you know, had a lot of demons behind him and stuff that kind of can correlate to anxiety and a few other things. So give those fellows out a give their uh, the Sneaky Bands podcast. They're also powered up by Anchor. Give them a listen too. So, nevertheless, this is James Reese, and I'll catch y'all down the road and on another episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. Peace out, y'all.